The following Pay Joseph Prince Ministries program is brought to you by our Grace Legacy Builders. Today with Joseph Prince. Why I want people saved? Why I want people to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Because there's the greatest success. There's the greatest prosperity to be set right with God. Hallelujah. Pain, a negative doctor's report, anxieties, and even depression. You or someone you love may be facing one of these common enemies right now. But here's wonderful news. Healing doesn't have to be hard. God designed the communion to bring healing to your body. That is why I want to send you this easy-to-read resource completely free. It will encourage you, recharge your faith, and be a great blessing to you. In his breakthrough book, Eating Your Way to Wholeness, a practical guide to the Holy Communion, you can receive the reality that the Holy Communion is far more than a ritual. We have received many praise reports from believers around the world who have experienced the healing power of the communion. I really want that for you too. Make sure you request this resource today. Call or click right now to request your free copy of Pastor Prince's Eating Your Way to Wholeness, a practical guide to the Holy Communion. The enemy was always there behind my shoulder saying, you messed up again. How can you be, you know, living up to God's expectations and standards? I was always feeling condemned. I never was seeing in my life the things that the Bible actually talked about. And what really set me free, or at least in the right path, is believing that, you know what? doesn't matter how many times you mess up, I'm still going to love you. And that inspiration, that power of grace, really provided me the opportunity to see the light at the end of the tunnel. When I heard Joseph Prince, I just began to know that this was a missing link. This was the key. I had found it. And every time I hear him, I just, I just get freer and freer and freer. If the gospel of grace has impacted your life, I would like to invite you to join us as a grace legacy builder. Let's advance the gospel of grace together. Visit the link on your screen to be part of living a legacy of grace today. Listen carefully. The Bible teaches honor for people, like in, in uh, the uh, book of Romans, the Apostle Paul taught the believers, let every soul be subject to the higher powers. Amen. The government at that time. And at that time, the government was the Romans. Imagine the Roman uh, rule is not exactly, uh, you know, they, they subjugate the nation. The nation is under them. And it's uh, done illegally. They conquered that nation. Yet after they settled down, Paul says, submit to them. Render to Caesar, Jesus said, about taxation. Taxation. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and give to God the things that are God's. Amen? Do you remember they tried to trap him by saying, shall we pay taxes to Caesar? And he says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Amen? So we, we live in a dual citizenship. We are citizens of Singapore in the flesh, right? But in the spirit, we are citizens of heaven. The Bible tells us that. Amen? And uh, some people say, you know, you, you, know uh, you Christians are too heavenly-minded to be earthly good. Let me tell you this. We need more Christians who are heavenly-minded so that they can be of earthly good. Amen. You know, I'm telling you this. The, the land that you come from, the resources that you have, is the means by which you can bless the country that you're in. If you are sent as an ambassador to a country, you don't leave off the riches of that country. You don't leave off the resources of that country. The country can be poor, but you can be well supplied because you are not sponsored by that country. 
you are sponsored by the country that sends you. Amen. Amen. And you are there to do good. Amen. Supposed to. Amen. But the doing good is, is authorized not by the country that you're in, but by the country that authorized you, that sent you. Can I have a good amen? So knowing that we go into a world that is crying, sighing, dying, you know, sick, lonely, and we bring the supply of heaven. Amen. And that's why Jesus says things like when he appears on the scene, he says, the kingdom of God is here and the sick are healed. The blind see, the dumb speak, and those who are lame jump up for joy, leaping and praising God. Amen. The kingdom of God is here. So Jesus, his feet was planted in Galilee or in Jerusalem at that time when he said that, but he's in heaven. Wherever he is, heaven is there. And if you have Christ and you all have Christ, heaven is all around you. Amen? So let's bring this heaven and bless our nation. And it starts with our words. Amen? Let's not contribute to all the talk that is poisonous, bitter. At the end, when you drink bitter, remember this, right? If the poison is affecting you, not them. Always remember that. Always remember when you're bitter towards someone, you poison yourself. Right? The greatest revenge is forgives the person that you're bitter with. And then live your life. Amen. Live the abundant life. Amen. Amen? Maybe one of these days I'll share about one of the parables Jesus, uh, Jesus shared about a man who was forgiven much by the king because he pled, he pled for the king because he was, the king was supposed to sell. In fact, I'll just tell you right now. In Matthew 18, it, it, Jesus shares a parable that has always uh, sort of puzzled me. I'll tell you why. Which part puzzled, puzzles me? And it frightens me as well, in a good sense. And it's something that I live with. Um, Jesus shared that there was a man that owed, the figure was a lot, like, like 10 million to a king, right? So when reckoning day came, he had no money to pay. So the king says, everything that you have will be sold. Your spouse, your children will all be sold as slaves to pay off the money. He says, please give me time. Have patience with me and I'll pay you all. And you know, it's impossible. Even given time, he will not be able to pay all. So what he did was that he, he, he pled, pled with the king. And the Bible says the king was moved with compassion. Say compassion. It wasn't because of anything in that man. It was what was in him. Amen. The king said, you know what? Forget, forget it. I lose you from your debt. I forgive you. To lose someone from their debt that they're supposed to pay you, that is forgiveness. If you make them pay, that's not forgiveness. Now, this guy's been forgiven what? $10 million debt. Again, this parable is a parable that Jesus himself shared, found in Matthew 18. Now, this guy goes out. You know what he does? Instead of celebrating with his friends or his family that he's been forgiven much, he went to find someone who owed him $1,000. And he grabbed the man and said, pay me what you owe. And the man said the very same thing that he said to the king earlier. Have patience with me and I'll pay you all. And you know what? He says, no way. He threw the guy into the dungeon. Now when word of this came to the king, the king heard about it. Because there were men there, they were very sorry and they knew what happened to him. He'd been forgiven much. They told the king about it and the king summoned him. And this is what the king said. I forgave you all that debt because you asked me to. 
I had compassion on you. The king said, should you not have compassion on your fellow man and forgave him? Now this is the part that puzzles me. Even until today, I will tell you this. It is, and I believe God is a good God. I believe God does not send sickness. God does not send disease. Jesus looked at the people of his day and he says, the king said to all his men, deliver this man to the tormentors. You can read it at your own leisure. Deliver him to the tormentors. Tormentors. You know what the tormentors are? Today, tormentors can be, can be uh, cancer, can be, uh, uh, you know, uh, mental depression issues and things that torment. That torment. These are tormentors. It's not good to be delivered to the tormentors. Am I right? Now you can look at the king and say, oh, it's just an illustration. And in some parts, the king is like, Jesus, like God, but some parts, it's not like God. But then Jesus turned to them, you know what he said? So likewise shall my heavenly Father do to you. If you from your hearts do not forgive everyone his brother their trespasses. Now, we know that God doesn't send Okay? God doesn't send, but God can just lift up His hand. And we are in the hands of the tormentors. Are you listening? Now, I do not say every sickness, every mental issues is because of unforgiveness. But when I learned that many years ago as a teenager, it's one of the things that back then frightened me. Back then, I thought God did it directly. You know what I did? I always try to forgive as much as I can. Every, anytime I get angry, I can be driving down the road, get angry just for a while with someone and I make sure that in Jesus' name, Father, I forgive that person. I don't want any trace of bitterness in my heart. Now, other people bitter towards me, right? I may not know, but I cannot be bitter towards them. So every time I endeavor, right, to make sure that in my heart, when I say something about someone, you know, I'm not bitter. Because this, when I see that parable and spoken by the lips of of God's beloved, God's son, who told us, love one another as I have loved you. You know, it's something about grace. You are forgiven much. How can you not forgive someone? Something so little. Amen. Amen. You know, we, we have this attitude. We judge others, but we don't judge ourselves for the same thing. And sometimes I find myself, when I talk, I criticize someone, and you know, there's a little, little voice that says that, you know no better then I, I'm humbled straight away. So it's like, you know, and there's a principle in life, you know, this under, by the way, is under uh, the area, like I said before, um, God can allow things to happen. That's famine. Famine. Liter even literal famine coming on the earth. You know, so there are many places that, that you know, uh, it's just dry be throughout the, uh, beyond the, uh, the time that usually is a dry period every year, but it's gone on and on now. Which means in the future, there can be a food shortage. Amen. I told you before that that which was the time of the, of the Genesis, right, is that which will be. And then we need, we need a Joseph. And we have him, a heavenly Joseph, our Lord Jesus. And through his wisdom, he will also bless Egypt, the world. And most of all, bless his family. Yes. Amen. His brothers and his father, Israel. 
I believe we are coming to that time. I believe God is raising the Benjamin generation, his youngest brother. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are you all with me so far? Praise the Lord. You see, the story of Joseph, once again, all right, I, I want to say that we are now seeing the story of Joseph taking place. The seven years of plenty, everyone enjoyed it and thinking that it will never end. All right? It's almost like we're stepping into the seven years of famine. And yesterday, I felt like the Lord said to me, all right, at the end of the years of plenty, I was reading this verse, and I thought you to be alert with the verse that jumps out at you. I was reading this verse, and this verse says, and, and Pharaoh said, open up the storehouse, and whatever, he told the Egyptians, whatever Joseph tells you, do it. We're in the place where whatever the Lord tells us, do it. Amen? Remember, Mary, the earthly mother of Jesus, when there was no water, and no wine, excuse me, no wine in the wedding, no more wine. They ran out of wine. It's embarrassing for the bride and groom, amen, for wine to run out. And uh, she went to Jesus. Right? What did Jesus say? Now, of course, he said his time has not yet come. Actually, that tells us it wasn't time to do his miracle. Right? But... He did it for the couple. And he says this, and the mother said this to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Do it. Some fishermen were by the, you know, by the Sea of Galilee and they are experienced fishermen. Maybe perhaps right now you are facing a time where whatever you're doing is not working anymore in your, in your work life or in your profession, or wherever you are in your studies, it's like, you know, it's like not producing. It's always having, it comes up empty. If you're in that place, you're like the disciples, toiling all night, catching nothing. Experience. They, did, they, know, they know where to be at. They know the, the seasons of that, that year, all right? And they know uh, where the best fishes, I mean, it's, it's not a big lake, actually. You think about it compared to the Lake Geneva and all that. And yet, all night, they caught nothing. And Jesus came on the scene. Jesus says, cast your net on the right side. Does it matter if all night they catch nothing? You cast on the right side, left side. But because Jesus said it, they did it. Whatever he says to you, do it. And in the wedding, the water turned to wine. And over here, they caught so much fish that John was the first one, the disciple whom Jesus loved. He practiced Jesus' love for him always. And he says, so when you practice Jesus' love for you, you are the one with a quick discernment. And he says, it is the Lord. Then Peter jumped into the water to go to Jesus. Amen? You see? You see the priority? Jesus first, not the fishes. Not the profitability in your company. Amen? But was there profitability? Was there success? Earthly success? There was. Jesus didn't come by and say, guys, you didn't catch anything? No. Good. Now you all learned the lesson, right? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you go through emptiness. No, they all knew. You know, the Jewish people back then, the Bible is very clear. They know what is blessing. They know what is not blessing. When God says, I, I will bless your grain, wine, and oil, they knew that was blessing. Today we preach that, they will say, prosperity gospel. When God blesses your grain, wine, and oil. Now, I'm against, like I said, materialism and loving money. 
But I think the truth is somewhere in between where people need to know that God wants to supply them. Amen. And supply them with more than enough so that they can be a blessing. Amen. I, I don't believe in, in uh, people that, that talk about giving to them and then, uh, 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 or give to me and then uh, God will multiply things to you. I mean, these are big, uh, you know, these are the things that turn people off. But don't throw away the, the, the baby with the dirty bath water. Discern there's a truth. Amen. If you don't believe in prosperity, God prospers His people. It's not a priority. But even in blessing this, Jesus gave them a net. And this time around, it didn't break. But a net full of fishes. The Bible says large fishes. And this time, the net didn't break. The first instance, Jesus introduced himself right to the fisherman. The net broke. Because he says, drop down your nets. He wants them to believe big. Expect more. He says, let, Jesus said, let down your nets. Nets is plural. Peter says, I'll let down the net. No wonder it broke. There's more supply than your need. There is more health and healing than there is sickness. There is more forgiveness of sins and grace than there is sin in your life. Now, preaching like that, where you put your faith in God and you boast about God and who He is, brings accusation. This is the gospel of grace, where you have more faith in the grace of God than in sin. I'm not saying doesn't exist. I'm not saying needs don't exist. I'm not saying poverty don't exist. I'm saying we look at God and we look at His supply and His fullness. I want to see our country, amen, and our people achieve happiness, prosperity, and progress. Yes. Yes, the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. And why I want people saved? Why I want people to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Because there's the greatest success. There's the greatest prosperity to be set right with God. Hallelujah. And it's, you know, it's time for us to stop, stop fighting within the church and stop looking at YouTubes of pastors or ministers that condemn another minister and this minister condemn this minister. This guy look at his teachings and all that and the world is watching. Stop giving them hits. You see that kind of thing? Don't tune in. Don't be part of that. Jesus says, this is how a new commandment, not the Ten Commandments, a new commandment. Because as I have loved you, a new commandment I give unto you. Love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know. How, How shall all men know that you belong to Jesus? That you belong to the one, the altogether lovely one? How will they know? How would that help them to come to know Jesus? By this, loving one another, all men shall know you are my disciples. Not by you quarreling with each other, showing each other up, bringing each other into YouTube, saying this person's teaching is wrong, this person said that person's teaching is wrong. Many times it's jealous of another pastor in America who has a large congregation. People that are small don't get hit. If you're jealousy, you're jealous. Don't bring your jealousy into the social media, and poison everybody? Oh, we are just asking for accountability of of doctrine. People must be accountable. Accountable to who? Maybe God revealed to that brother a revelation. You see, my friend, this accountability thing, as long as we believe the basis, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It is by grace, through faith, that we are saved. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, the peripherals, whether you believe when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues. Or you believe, I don't believe in speaking in tongues. Or you believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and healing and all that. Or I don't believe that. Or you believe that God supplies, not the extreme teaching of prosperity, okay? But God supplies and God provides with more than enough so that you can be a blessing. But I don't believe that. Don't criticize it. Don't whack it. No, you must submit your doctrine to me. Who submit to who then? If Martin Luther submitted the revelation that God gave him of grace during his time, you know what's the main church at that time? They will not agree with it. There'll be no reformation. And even among ourselves, in the world today, do the Baptists submit their doctrine to the Anglicans? Do the Anglicans submit their doctrine to the Presbyterian? Do the Presbyterians submit their doctrine to the Methodists? No. Everybody is happy to be in that denomination. As long as we all unite around Christ. We all, it's who you say of Jesus that is important. The peripheral, some people don't believe that you speak in tongues today. Some people even believe, some denominations believe that when you speak in tongues, that is of the devil. This is serious stuff. I don't know what the devil is doing because every time I speak in tongues, I, I love Jesus more. He's confused. Okay, so never mind. You don't want to speak in tongues? Don't. But I can still love you, right? We can still have coffee and tea and teh tarik, right? No. Because you don't agree with me, right? You are a heretic. Why is that so? There's no such thing in the Bible as unity of the doctrine. The Bible says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. We unite around Jesus. Not doctrine. Alright? Now I said, we don't compromise on the core issue. But the peripherals. Uh, to me, the peripherals are it's just as important. What I believe. I believe that unless people know that Jesus heals today, they cannot receive the healing. Right? Is it interesting? You know, at churches that believe that Jesus saves, people get saved. Some churches believe Jesus saves and Jesus heals, people get saved and they get healed. Amen? Places that preach that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, and He baptizes in the Holy Spirit with the gifts of the Holy Spirit flowing, you have that manifestation. Is it interesting? It's only when you preach it, people believe it. And when they believe it, they are able to have the capacity to receive it. I'm tempted to step down. Someone says, when you step down, you look short, Pastor. You know what happened? On the screen, right? In America, I've been to America, and uh, they always tell me, you look taller than you really are. <laughs> Everywhere I go, you know, it's more than one time I've heard this, you are taller than you really are. Amen? <laughs> then I was thinking, phenomenal, why is that so? Then one day I was looking at my screen, right? Then I realized when I stepped down here, the pulpit is very tall. Hobbit number two. <laughs> from the Shire. From the what? Shire. <laughs> anyway. Let us love one another. Amen. And you know what? You know how to change a nation? From inside out. Any nation of the world. Amen? You want to see, you want to see excellence. Amen? You want to see the progress then don't do the things that destroyed Rome. 
Don't do the things that destroy all the other cultures. Amen. Righteousness exalts a nation. But how do you get that? How do you get that? You preach the gospel. The gospel changes people from the inside out. Amen. Don't, don't shout, you know, this law, that law, this legislation. Since when laws and legislation can change the heart? I'm talking about changing from the inside out. I'm talking about change of heart. You can change outside, but you don't change inside. You cannot help it because you are in a country where there's a certain kind of law, you have to obey it, right? But are you changed inside? Do you believe it? No. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ can transform a man inside out. Have you ever experienced disappointment, regret, or an unexpected loss? Let the Lord bring 120% restoration into your life today. Available for a limited time only, we want to send you Joseph's audio series, God's Plan for Your Restoration, to encourage you. Watch the Lord turn your situation of defeat into victory. Receive your copy for a gift of any amount in support of the ministry. Order today and you'll also receive a bonus sermon on God's promises of protection in these perilous times. And for a gift of $75 or more, we'll also send you Joseph's teaching series, Inherit God's Best, Don't Settle for Less. When you get this time-limited offer, know that your giving is directly helping us to make Joseph's programs and teaching resources freely available to those who need to hear it most. So thank you for being a part of bringing the gospel of grace to as many people as we possibly can. To get this resource, visit us at josephprince.org or call us toll-free at 877-901-4300. If you are concerned about your employment situation today, maybe you are between jobs or you are worried about losing your job, would you allow me to pray for you right now? Lift up your hands to the Lord. Father in heaven, I ask in Jesus' name that you put those who need a job in a position where they can thrive and succeed. Put them, Father, in a place of influence where they can use their gifts, the gifts that you have given them. Give them favor with their employers and make them the head and not the tail. Father, I ask that you give wisdom and favor to those who are at a crossroad and you set the crooked path straight for anyone who's facing unemployment right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you experience your superabounding grace in this area. And I thank you, Father, for answering your people exceedingly above all they can even ask or think. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, I encourage you to keep tuning in to our broadcasts You can watch our program online at josephprince.tv. It is a great platform to consume the gospel and allow the Lord to bring you from defeat to victory in every area. And with josephprince.tv, you can watch our broadcast on all your devices 24-7. Sign up for an account today and we'll send you an encouraging teaching resource as my gift to you. God bless you. Next on Joseph Prince. Don't wait on God. God is waiting on you. And unless we preach it, how can people have faith? How shall they hear without a preacher? For faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of Christ. Can I have a good amen? Help us proclaim the life-changing gospel of grace far and wide. Join us as a Grace Legacy Builder. You can make a real difference in the lives of many today. Visit josephprince.org or call 877-901-4300 to find out more. 
Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. program is brought to you by our Grace Legacy Builders. Thank you for helping us proclaim the gospel of grace around the world.